0: TikTok. Spider Man, Spider Man, does whatever a Spider can. There he is, Spidey to the rescue. All right, we're alive, right? we recording. We're alive, right? Alright, here we go. You sure? <laughs>
1: What? Yeah. No,
0: I'm. Yeah, I'll be I'm behaving myself. No, I'm not playing in abandoned buildings. What? Again? Now. I suppose you had those people follow me again. Fine. Hey, this is Jimmy Farrow from Monte and the Farrow, and I want to thank all our subscribers. We have now passed 14,000 on our YouTube channel. But I want to ask our subscribers to take the next step for us and become a full-fledged member of Monty and the Pharaoh. Yeah, that's right, folks. There's three different levels to choose from. There's free shirts. There's free autographs. Just check it out and become a member of Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, Monty and the Pharaoh. Later. Yeah.
2: You want go see new producer, and I don't even <laughs> not even
0: prepared again.
2: Week two, take it away, Mike. All right, welcome to Long Island's number one pro wrestler and broadcast, the Faro scene here out of Indie Music TV, filmed out of Rock in New York. At the board is our producer Ooh, Jeff
0: right
2: there. Rumplick. Yeah. Jeff, how are you, Mike? Not prepared. <laughs> All right, we're getting better.
0: My mic getting better. It was right him. Give him a... stuff. What? what? What was that? I'm what? Doing
1: other stuff.
2: I think, oh doing God. other stuff. I got you. Hey. Listen, this is week two. You're doing okay. We got Spider Man in the back. We see. spidey. Yeah. We're very excited because we've got one of the, uh, what would we say, the foremost greatest sports photographers, if not the oh my greatest God. We've pro got, wrestling we've photographer. We've got the greatest pro Mr. wrestling
0: photographer in the history of this business. Yes.
2: And yep. on the couch, we've got Ting Shi indie pro wrestling superstar. Now, Monty and the Farrow we don't do a lot of indie stuff. No, we don't. But Ting, I had a long talk with, and I'm pretty excited to meet him. The
0: man came from Binghamton. I mean, he drove four hours.
2: He drove four this hours. This guy rules. Well, he doesn't know it, but oh he's going to be on the same show with the greatest pro wrestling photographer. Not
0: bad. In the history of pro wrestling. Not bad. And on
2: that couch that you're sitting on, right? In oh, wow. Next week, Ken you've almost killed some of the us. greatest wrestlers of all time. And next week, you've got Santana and Valentine on that couch. Then the week after, you've got Coco Beware, Tommy Rich, Conquistador.
0: You know, I think that there's a governor coming in from Minnesota. And then there's
2: a governor from Minnesota coming in. I think he's known as the body. All right, anyway.
0: Yeah, anyway.
2: Dolphin in Texas dies after harassment by beachgoers. Wha- dolphin do
0: has do died after
2: beachgoers on Texas Gulf coast, coast. Allegedly harassed and tried to swim and ride it according to the texas marine mammal standing network the dolphin was stranded on the sand oh, come on, on the beach when a group of people shit? surrounded the animal pushed it back in the sea the animal again then was stranded on the beach and died before rescuers could arrive
0: on the scene okay let me break, let me see if i got this right they they, they found they come across a bunch of partyers come across a dolphin that's stranded and probably suffocating and suffering they push him back into the water like a like a good person would and then proceed to do poses with him, torture him, and then wind up throwing him right back onto the beach. Mm-hmm. You pieces of shit. Are you kidding me? Why do you do this to me? This shit, this shit gets me angry. That's crap. What the fuck? What happened to these assholes? Anything? Are they going to get arrested? You cannot fucking do this to another living being.
2: Ting, what do you think? That's right. This is the world we live in. Though. What kind of world is this? This is the world in? me and him are exiting, and this is the world where yeah, you. Yeah, you get. You're going to make. You a get living to inherit
0: it. this. Lucky you. Ugh. Take Advil. You'll feel better. To, to the right is the star
2: of the show, Mr. What? Jimmy Farrell. Oh
0: yeah. Hey, what's up? How you doing, folks? So you
2: have, I haven't seen you get this angry this shit, they're, over a news story. How can you not
0: listen? Story. People may not know this about you, but you love animals. I how love is animals. this not making you want to just bust somebody up? This is disgusting. You have to have no heart whatsoever.
2: Well, first, know, what are we doing here? First of all, what state did this
0: happen in? Um, I don't know. This, it sounds like a Florida situation, probably. It's Texas, it, right? is, oh, it's Texas. Well, you going to pick on Texas now. A lot of bad things. You know what happens Texas. when you pick on Texas? Stone Cold comes for you. Oh, don't, don't say anything about Texas. Look, all I'm saying is <laughs> Texas is
2: known for <laughs> not, what? Texas yes. is known for not treating their animals
0: well. Really? There's I didn't realize there's a lot of
2: speciesism oh, in that's a great state. Of Texas. Right, that's true. So, again, they do like But do they eat
0: them at least? I mean. Eat dog? No, they shoot (laughs) dogs too? Wow, this is bad, bro. I'm I'm glad I don't look. cats! 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 Oh, man. What are we going down there? We gotta do- What do you think the Texas? great
2: George Napolitano is going to say about this?
0: I don't think he's going to like it, and I'm sure he would not f- photograph it. I'll tell you that. It's I want to thank the band
2: that sings a the theme song for the Monty and the Farrow show. Our own Jimmy Farrow, along with his partner Bart Griggs, make up the band Wister All. <gasps> But man! Wisteria Hall sings such great songs as In My Dreams. This life's not far behind. Here Comes the Rain. You can find their music on the Wisteria Hall YouTube page. Man, I'm tired. Please hit the like and subscribe button. Like. Hear them on Spotify, Apple Music, and Reverb Nation. If you didn't know it, you are watching Long Island's number one pro-wrestling broadcast, Monty and the Probably, yeah. I'd have to say, the greatest pro-wrestling broadcast in the history of pro-wrestling broadcast. Sure, why not? We're just not discovered enough yet.
0: Yeah. We're wait, late th- to the game. Wait till they get a load of us.
2: Wait till they get a load of us. Yeah, there you go. You can catch you Monty, and Monty and the on the Monty and the YouTube page, the Monty and the Facebook Live page. Here's on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Anchor. Catch us on the Monty the Twitch TV page and catch us on Channel 115 every Tuesday at 9.30 p.m. And Saturday, straight up against Saturday Night Live and mm-hmm. also on Channel 20 on Tuesdays at 1 a.m. where all three shows combined have hit a weekly total of how much, Farrow?
0: 102,000.
2: There you go, brother. Not bad. Not too bad Not for some two old geezers.
0: Dude, it's better ratings than TNA. Bite me. <laughs> we
2: want to thank Amazon Music, who's put the Monty and the Faro show on their network. And there's some other announcements which will be coming on within the next few months. There the Monty go. and the Faro channel has a lot to announce. Yep. Uh, we'll be right back with pro wrestling legend. And I'll say legend again. Yep, he is. Mr. George Napolitano.
0: See you in a sec. You want to star
2: in your own success? Call QuickCast www.quickcast.com 8667castNow. That's 8667castNow. Quickcast.
0: Start your own success. MJ Video Games and Collectibles. Sport and non-sport cards, wrestling items, autographed items. We buy, sell, and trade. MJ Video Games and Collectibles located at 1049 Queen Street, Southington, Connecticut. Call us at 1-860-479-9223 or 860-93-GAMES. M&J, video games and collectibles.
2: Do you treat your dog as part of the family? (laughs) Well, so do we. So
1: why not celebrate your pup's birthday with the ultimate party box? Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at PartyPupInfo, and let us make your pup's party or any celebration perfection.
2: All right, welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, okay. Monty DeFaro, seen only here out of Indie Music TV. Uh Farrell, before we get to uh, the star of the show, yeah. uh, we have Chris Stevens says, you have a wonderful voice. Did you know
0: that? Oh, well, thank you. The Bartman was all crackly and stuff, though. I think I've been smoking too many of those non filtered cigarettes. You, you
2: might have strained it. Yeah, anyway. I might, have, I might have, but thank you. George, thank you for joining Long Island's number one pro wrestler broadcast, my friend.
0: <laughs> we see him. We see him. A great show. There we go. Gotcha. Sorry. Sorry. You got him, Jeff? George, you want to run that compliment by us again? They Could, cut you out.
1: Yep. Yeah. Our <laughs> super- <laughs> Already I get cut out. Well, thank you very much for inviting me to come on this show. It's uh, it's an honor. Thank you.
2: It's our honor, you sir. You are so welcome. So, George, let me ask you, how did you hold up through the pandemic and everything that's been going on in this country?
1: Two years I stayed home and just scanned photos. <laughs> are you serious? Really? Just about, yes. So hey, It was you- uh, March of 2020, I believe. Yeah. I came back from Mets spring training and then everything closed. And wow. I stayed home and after resting for a while, I started to delve through images, photos, negatives, slides, and scanned a lot.
0: Did you manage to avoid the virus over the last two years? I mean, yes, I did. It. I
1: haven't. Uh, I haven't gotten it.
0: There you go. Sweet. Me too. In
1: fact, I survived WrestleMania with a lot of people. There you just go. A week or two ago. There
2: you did go. you enjoy WrestleMania?
1: I actually I did very much. I thought they did a great job. To me, having it, having it over two nights was much better than having it in one night, seven hours. With me standing there trying to take pictures, it just got a little tedious. Over two nights, it broke it up. I enjoyed it a lot more. And I know you mentioned Stone Cold about Texas before. Mm. Seeing him again was a was it was a treat.
0: That had to be something. Are you a genuine wrestling fan? On, I mean, it might be obvious, but I'm asking, well, how much do you love wrestling? Considering,
1: well. I, I used to love it more when I really did my own magazines. Mm -hmm. When I used to write the magazines and do all the photos, I loved it more than I really was more into it than I am now. For me now, I take photos, but I don't feel like I'm as as involved as I was when I, the 80s, 90s, and O's for a bit. George, George, you mentioned New York. Go ahead. I'm going to say uh, I've actually been taking pictures for 50 years. Wow! Wow! Wow!
2: wow.
1: <laughs> okay.
2: How do you feel about yourself being this icon uh, in the world of pro wrestling? And let's not forget about sports too—that you're you're held in such high regard.
1: Well, you know, it depends on who's calling me. I don't think I'm an icon. I don't. I don't get that. Uh, mm. That's what you're saying to me. But to me, I'm. I'm just like the guy next to me taking pictures.
0: (laughs) Right. You've kept it simple over the years. You just do your thing.
1: Yeah. Well, a lot of people say that I'm a photographer. But but through that time, for all the pictures I took, I used to write stories. but I don't get credit for all the the, uh, magazines that I did, edited, and wrote stories for, and all the books that I put together.
2: What kind of a... Emotions when you like you were saying you were going and you were scanning pictures, what kind of emotions yeah. did that draw from you? I mean that's got to be an emotional journey, it's, especially sitting well, at home. Well, it brings me
1: back. Uh, you know, um, if I'm scanning something, it's uh, Kevin Von Erich or Kerry Von Erich. Mm. I remember going to Texas, and I remember something that might have happened. You know, it's it's going through a lot of stuff. I pick no matter where I touch, I have photos of something or things that. Make me remember different instances in different times and different places, different people. I noticed in your intro you had your photo with a lot of people, a lot of old friends I haven't seen in a while. Mm. It was a great opening you guys had.
2: I appreciate that. We're truly blessed to have this opportunity. We're just two fans that started a show for, you know, giggles and uh, it became somewhat popular. So we, we know where we come from. So let me ask you this. We're both Yankee mm-hmm. fans. You're a Met fan.
0: What are you uh, thinking? I'm
1: a Met fan. No, I'm from Brooklyn. You started out with the Dodgers. Sure. You know, you, 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 you're in Brooklyn. You're not, you can't be a Yankee fan.
0: Agree. I understand. Ever. I understand. What was so your emotions? I'm glad to take
1: you to the Mets. You're in Long Island. You should, be a, you should be a Met fan too.
0: How much do you remember of the Brooklyn Dodgers, if I can ask?
1: Actually, I remember a lot.
0: Okay. Okay, well, you must and, have been uh, very, very upset when they left.
1: Well, I was. I was a young, young kid. And, I, and then you lose your team.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So then when the Mets finally uh, came in in 62, I had a, I had a team to root for. Right. Gravitate towards.
0: Right. In fact, tomorrow
1: I'm going to be at City Field. They're going to unveil a statue for Tom Seaver, and then it's opening day at Citi Field. There you go. I want to see opening day at Shea, but it's City Field.
2: Right. Right. And so to answer your question, I was a lifelong Met fan. I went to the military, and when I got out, um, it was during the uh, like early 90s with the Killer Bees and the Pittsburgh Pirates. Anyway, long story sure, short, bonds
0: of Bonilla. Sure. Bob
2: Bobby Valentine made me an anti-Met fan.
0: Is that really? what, That's how simple mustache? it became. <laughs> uh-huh picking on bobby valentine well i gotta tell you you've done a good job plucking that former yankee manager because you got yourself a real manager right now i think you well, it do was great. good he,
1: he, yeah. I, i'm not a yankee fan but the book show was a great
0: mm-hmm.
1: great mind he knows oh, yeah. what he's doing
0: yep yep more than yep.
1: what they've had in the past
0: that is that is for sure uh we call you an icon obviously george because you know growing up I was always aware of you. I always saw your name next to so many amazing photos. And I even would see you sometimes when I was at live matches. And I would always wonder, man, this guy is so lucky. But obviously, it's got to be more than luck. How did this all start?
1: Uh, okay. As a as a young kid, I, I was a wrestling fan at one time. And I remember seeing Bruno San Martino in the early 60s. Bruno Antonino Rocca, Pompero furpo I liked it. And then uh, when the Beatles happened,
0: mm-hmm. you
1: forget everything else. And I just <laughs> wanted to be a Beatle, wanted to be a musician. And I learned how to play guitar, and I, I forgot all about wrestling. In 1970, there was a clip in the Daily News, Wrestling Tonight, and I told my girlfriend, who now I've been married to for 50 years, Wow. Uh, do you want to go to see wrestling? She says, wrestling? I said, yeah, I used to watch it years ago. And uh, she said, okay. And I went to the garden. I brought in my camera. And I said, oh, this is fun. And then they announced Sunnyside Gardens for the, the following weekend. And I said, I used to go to Sunnyside Gardens on a Saturday afternoon to, to see shows. And so we wound up going. And while I was there, I took pictures running up and down the aisle. And somebody stopped me and said, you must take good pictures. you got a great camera. I said, yeah, they're okay. Just if you wanna, let me see them the next time you come here. So the next time I went there, I came with a bunch of photos, and the guy said, these pictures are great. Uh, you wanna work? For, wanna work for me? Wow! I work for Ring, Ring Magazine, no, right? Boxing magazine. Sure. They had a wrestling magazine, Ring Wrestling. Yep. I said, yeah, okay. And I didn't know what I was getting into. I didn't know what he what he meant by do you wanna work. I just said okay, and that's how it started.
0: Did you ever foresee it turning into a half a century worth of snapping pictures? No, I, mean, I
1: didn't foresee it lasting
0: uh, <laughs> I mean, my God! <laughs> wow. You know, jo- I mean, George, I mean, go ahead.
1: I mean, no, I'm going to say uh, the, the fellow's name was uh, Sanchez Acosta, brought me down to the dressing room, introduced me to Arnold Skolan, who hmm. was in charge backstage of everything. And Arnold said, uh, stay out, enjoy yourself, kid. But stay out of wrestlers' way, and that's what I—that was the creed I've lived by. Stay out of wrestlers' way, and I went and shot ringside, not knowing what I was doing, and, and it, it led to whatever. I, I met Jimmy Valiant; he became my first article, my first story, and I befriended the Grand Wizard, who then introduced me everywhere, and that, thats how it started, really.
2: And back then, they—they they made you keep kayfabe, I'm assuming, for these articles well, that you wrote. You
1: know, but. <laughs> But people say that, you know, but, uh, when when you were reporting on stuff, what am I going to say, Oh, No, that's not really Chief Jay Strongbow. It's Joe Scarpa. I'm writing about what you see in the ring. I wasn't I wasn't there to divulge any any secrets, you know, like that. People didn't write about uh, the baseball players outside of the outside of the incident with uh, Billy Martin and Mickey Mantle at the I forgot where, at where the they were yeah. Yeah. at the club yeah the club but before that you, you you didn't read about what people did on the outside until Jim Bowden wrote ball four maybe right you know you just, you, you you reported on what you did and what you saw and that's what I did right. I didn't try to fake any fake anything or keep anything from anybody or k I mean you know I, it's just the way I I lived <laughs> and what I did.
0: How were you welcomed by the pro wrestlers when you first came into the business? I mean, anybody give you a hard well, time? N-
1: not at all. Uh, well, the Grand Wizard introduced me around, and I had somebody who introduced me. And uh, he actually brought me to Vince McMahon Sr. He says, if we need anything, this guy can really help us. This guy's really good, really good. And, uh, and we just just went from there. You know, once they seen you and they saw that you didn't uh, – divulge what you're not supposed to. You, 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 Just if you did your job like you were supposed to, you had no problem. And I had no problem. That's what it was. And then I would travel to different territories, and I would always run into somebody who I knew from, call it New York, call it mm-hmm. from the WWWF, who then would say, oh, this guy's good. He we, he took care of me when I was in New York. And then they he would bring guys to me, whether it was Black Jack Mulligan in Mid-Atlantic or... Uh, Whatever, just so many different people I would run into, different you, places. You know, you and mentioned... I, own... running, I remember running into Superstar Graham in Houston. Right. And then uh, I did a whole bunch of stories on him. And then when he, he then when he was coming to New York, he called me and we became friends. But that's how it was. You know, you, you just mm-hmm. build on what you did and what you had and what you knew.
2: You mentioned earlier about when you were down in Texas with the Von Erichs. Mm-hmm. What was the dynamics with the Von Erichs at that time when you were there?
1: Well, they were the the whole li- their whole lineup, their their whole crew were young wrestlers. Brian Adidas, Iceman Parsons, uh, Gino Hernandez, all the Von Eric's Kerry, Kevin, Chris, Michael, and David. They were all young guys. And they were catering then to a younger audience than uh, what, what used to watch wrestling in New York. And you, you always got the kids, yes, and then you would get the older older fans. The Von Eriks were getting the, the 18 to 25 that really were no longer into wrestling or wouldn't have been into wrestling. And their shows at the Sportatorium were real exciting and real good. They were doing things that you didn't see a lot of other wrestlers doing i mean now what they do is crazy but at that time when you saw the von Eriks doing what they did it was uh,
0: ahead of its time how difficult has it been for you to photograph wrestling as it's changed because as you said now it's crazy i mean how do how does the great george napolitano find the right spot when they're flipping and cartwheeling a million miles an hour
1: let's see but but watching it and doing it and being involved for so long hmm. You you kind of know wh- who who's gonna do what, mm-hmm. and where they're gonna be. I, I just have a it's just an instinct. I just shot MLW, Major League Wrestling, and and in, sure. uh, in, in uh, where I was in, in Texas. Hammerstone I did this show on a Friday, and I did their show on a Thursday night. I did their show on a Friday afternoon, with all people flying over my head and what have you. But but I learned from ECW how to how to stay away from ladders. and – to, and then from uh, in Puerto Rico, how to avoid the flames of fire around the ring and just what to do and what not to do. You always have to, you always have to look for the person next to you and know that the camera, the, the video cameras, it onto your right, or to your left because they can't see you. You know, and look, I've seen matches my whole life, but through this little hole in the back of a camera, I don't have the uh, here it is. Uh, that's the viewfinder. I, I, I don't have the the wherewithal to sit and watch a match uh, full, full screen and, and then watch it replay and then, and then criticize it. <laughs> I was just watching it through the circle. Right. And, uh, and
2: George, you've been around so many legends in your career. Yeah. Uh, wh- which wrestler would you say was your closest friend?
1: Uh, every era was different. When I say every decade was different. Probably Superstar Billy Graham. If you want to say if if anybody, Superstar Graham. I met him in Houston, Texas. And then when he came to New York, he was a bodybuilder. I went to the World Bodybuilding Federation, took pictures of him. And then I would pick him up at the airport and drive him to Boston and Providence and Connecticut and wherever. That was probably the the guy. But uh, then... I was close with I was close with Steve Austin. I was close with The Rock. I was close with a lot of people in different times. The Grand Wizard, in the early uh, in the '70s into the early '80s, until he unfortunately passed. Friends with The Wizard, who then introduced me to the Sheik in Florida. I see you got the picture with the, the Rock. I remember him. He he came up to me when he first came into the WWF, and he says, "I know you my whole life." You photographed my grandfather. You photographed my father. If there's anything I can do for you ever, please, you gotta. You got to ask me. But I, I didn't need to ask him. I, I was okay. I'm not saying I know everything. But it was his offer. And then uh, every time he's seen me since then, I was taken at the uh, Time 100. He 100, was one of the uh, Time 100 uh, greatest celebrities of, of that era. Mm-hmm. I believe that was two, three years ago. And uh, when I saw him again, he gives me a hug. Every time he sees me, he makes sure to ask, how am I doing? Do I need anything? And what do I want?
0: We recently lost Scott Hall. Uh, Your -hmm. memories of Scott Hall? I saw a photo with uh, you at the beginning of Scott's career. What's your memories of uh, the great Razor?
1: uh, I knew him as Scott Hall with Kurt Hennig. And uh, I, I remember going, taking him. After the matches, I took him to a place called Shout which was a 60s, 70s club in this in, in 47th Street in the city. And I took him all around, took him to, to the Carnegie Deli. I, I took him to a bunch of places after the matches, and we just formed a Bond. We, he, he was just a great, great guy. Then he became Razor Ramon. And, oh Yeah, people say he had an attitude, he had this, he had that. But, but to me, he was very nice and... I reciprocated. We, we were we were really friendly, and I felt felt really bad. You know, I, I don't want to say too much, but it's unfortunate what happened to him. Oh yeah. To me, he was a great guy. He he lived his part. He loved what he was doing. He was he was just was a sensation. Really, uh, really. Are nice you
0: guy. are you friendly with Billy Graham currently? Do you still speak to? Super I Star? speak
1: to him occasionally, but we're not. We yeah. have lost touch, so to say. Okay. That's okay. yeah, so it. There he, there you go. Okay. Yeah, but uh he's he's had different uh, you know, he's had a lot of different things from injuries and different problems that he's had and uh we are no longer that close like we were. Okay. But if I were to see him or he were to see me, it would still be tight. Do you know?
2: y- do you think uh Billy is kind of I don't know if- for lack of a better word, like uh, ruining his legacy think- with his bitterness
0: over the last yes, ten I years. Yes, I Okay.
1: Yeah, no, I definitely do.
0: We kind of feel I that way too.
1: Definitely do. And, and uh, you know, like we drifted apart for that kind of reasons. I mean, really. You know, but but yes, he had a le- he had a legacy and he was great and what he did when he did it. You know. Um, he was the prototype of Hulk Hogan. Mm-hmm. I mean, know Honestly, he was—he was—he was Hulk Hogan before Hulk Hogan. Mm. He had the pythons, he had the twenty-six-inch pythons, you know. And uh, a lot of people copied from him, including the governor that you're gonna have on your show in a couple of weeks. There you who go. copied Superstar Graham? At that time, a lot of people did. And prior to prior to Superstar, there were very few wrestlers who had a muscular physique like that. There was Earl Maynard and uh, maybe Rocky Johnson. Always had a great body, but wrestlers at that time were not known for their physique, for their body. Doing they were, they were uh, a lot of them were heavy and whatever, out of shape and characters. That was what wrestling was, and I think Superstar was the one that kind of changed it to the more muscular look.
0: Do you think it was wrong to take the belt off him? Because he always bitches about that to well, this day.
1: He bitches about it, but you know what? Everything has its time. They could have, right. they, 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 could they have gone longer with him? Oh, definitely. People were cheering him, mm. and, and, and to what I know. The, the McMahons didn't know how to control him. They didn't know what know what they can do with him. They were afraid. They were afraid. They had something that was going to be bigger than what they are. You know. You know, it was Mr. C- mrs. McGrath Senior and Vince Junior? Yeah. yeah. So
2: you were in Madison Square Garden all those years. Uh, we had Bob Backlund in studio. We have this uh-huh. great respect for Backlund. Oh yeah. Uh, but you know he got a bad reputation saying that he couldn't carry a card. You were in those Garden matches. You saw the crowd. Did you think Backlund? The people
1: didn't. The people didn't come to see the undercard. They came to see the main event. I agree. The undercard was the icing on the cake. Right. That was the extra, but but all during that that era, and I want to pick, 7, seventy four, 74, five, six, seven, eight, WWF. They used to sell out the Garden, then they used to sell out the Felt Forum sure. on our screen mm-hmm. to watch it. So it wasn't like it, it wasn't that big. The MSG, once a month, was the was the pay per view, so to say, and right. they used to advertise. If you don't come, you ain't going to see it. You had to be there for if, to, to be part of the uh, part of yep. what was going on,
0: especially before the days of cable television. That's for sure. Oh, for sure. That is for sure. You know, you've worked with her senior and junior. Uh, what sort of relationship did you have with those two?
1: Well, Vince well, uh, McMahon, Mr. McMahon senior was the one who really uh, got behind me. It was really nice, and I was uh, the unofficial, official WWWF photographer they needed something, they knew they would call me. I mean, uh, people always ask, what's your most famous picture? And it was the one with Andre holding up the yes. four women. Yeah. the oh, two, two and two. That's so great. And uh, I, I took that in Philadelphia. Mr. McMahon stopped me in, in Philadelphia early on and said, uh, I need a picture of Andre to show his strength and his his size. And I says, you know what? you got the woman on the car tonight. Can we take a picture of Andre with the girls, not knowing what it was going to be. And he said, oh, yeah, yeah, have Arnold get the woman. So Arnold went and called the older girls, Arnold Skolan it is. And here's Andre. They said hello. And Andre puts his arm down and puts his other arm down. One, Two girls get on his left arm. Two girls get on his right arm. He picks them up. I take one picture, take two pictures. Boss, got it? I says, got it, boss. And that was it. I took two pictures. I, I couldn't look in the back of the camera to see if the uh, the exposure was right, see if the flash went off. I took two photos, and that's what I did.
0: So he basically just picked them up like tablespoons.
1: They picked up two oh, on one hand, two on the other. Unbelievable. Stood up. people, And people say, oh, that that's not the one, but uh, that's a oh, recreation. What is, All right, well, wait a second.
0: That's,
2: that's Jeff for you. Jeff. Good job, Jeff. Well done. That's it's okay, okay George. You can laugh, George.
0: Please laugh, George. Those oh those are midgets. The... So you... okay. who took this one? The Ken they Napolitano? Recreate... What's going on here? Uh, oh, he
1: recreated the photo. That was That's him. a pin drawing fact. Oh,
0: is that what it is? I got sunglasses on. Oh so do you. <laughs> never mind. I never yeah. never mind. Unbelievable. But it was that's that effortless okay. that for and Andre, really... huh, George? That effortless to um, just to just be that able That was
1: the that was the that was the idea and Wow. So, Mr. McMahon, and also, too, when there was the Ali and Noki thing. Right. Uh, and Ali came to Philadelphia, and I took, took pictures of Ali getting in the ring with Gorilla Monsoon. Monsoon tosses him. And as soon as it was over, uh, Mr. Mc, Mr. McMahon said, can you do something with that? I says, I'll bring it to New York. And I drove from Philadelphia to UPI in New York, and I used it on the back page of many newspapers across the country, and once that happened then i could do no wrong i mean that was the first time that really wrestling was presented as something other than wrestling were
0: you I mean, there the back,
1: the were you there during and, the
0: uh were you there during the transfer of power from junior you know senior to junior yes. yes i was how how was that and and how was junior towards you because i'm sure junior was making a lot of major changes at the time
1: well yeah and uh he was very nice. I knew what was going to happen. He spoke to me about it. And uh, let's just say that I was doing what I was doing, uh, wrestling scene, wrestling, all-star TV wrestler. And I said, I enjoy doing what I'm doing. And he says, but soon I'm going to take over the world. And uh, nobody believed him. Myself, I was a little reluctant about it. And I told some people about it. They said, no, that can't happen. But I knew what he told me. And I had a chance to work with the WWF, WWF at that time. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I didn't know how, how they were going to do what they were going to do. And I was happy doing what I was doing. So we had a parting of the ways. Mm. So, okay. I got nothing so- bad to say. It's just what happened.
2: George, we've had Abdullah the Butcher in studio a few times. Survived. Um, recently, Abdullah was on Chris Jericho's uh, podcast, podcast, which is a really, mm-hmm. actually, a very good interview. But I was shocked to hear that Abby couldn't read or write. <laughs> Did you know that, or is he just working everybody?
1: You know what? I've heard that just this week, and I didn't. If if it's true, if it's true, nobody would know it. You could not tell. He couldn't read, couldn't write. I can't believe that he couldn't read or write. I mean, it it, it would have had a hard time traveling around the world like he did if he couldn't read, knowing where he was going. I mean, and he traveled all over the world, Japan and anywhere else you may be thinking of, any any, uh, foreign island and many places so that he was able... Not able to read or write, I can't... You had to distinguish things. You had to be able to read something to my mind. I've been with Abdullah. Abdullah, Greg Valentine, and Bushweiker Luke are my three oldest friends. Hmm. I've known them since uh, 1972. I met Hmm. Abdullah in Utica, New York, and we became friends. I went to Cleveland... It's something called a three ring circus, Cleveland. They had a big match, three rings set up on. He says, "Oh, next week I'm going to be in Canada. You got to come, come see me." So me and my wife drove to Canada, to Montreal, and that's where I met Bushwaika Luke. And uh, and at the same time, I met Johnny. It was Greg. Greg was wrestling as Johnny Fargo. He was one of the Fargo brothers. Mm -hmm. You know, and Mm -hmm. that's where I met him. I met Abdullah then in '72, and. We were in Puerto Rico, Japan, Trinidad, Curaçao, Martinique. I can't name uh, how many places in the U.S. I was with him. And uh, (laughs) at night, Abdullah would dress up to the nines. He would go out, suit, tie, everything after the matches. And he always liked to go out, always always had a good time. Used to go to many of the casinos and other places, Puerto Rico, and all around the world.
0: You know. George, there's so many people in this industry now. Do you feel that uh, social media has uh, possibly ruined pro wrestling? I mean, everybody's behind the curtain. I mean, take us, for example. I mean, you know. Well,
1: I find it amazing that everybody knows everything. <laughs> Every 10 minutes on Twitter, there's a new scoop. right. I, I I can't see how that, how that is, but it is. It's just the way it is. People want to hear it or write about it or talk it or be it. But everybody thinks they really know. When it, when deep down, the people that are doing it themselves don't know all the time what they're going to do from moment to moment. So to say that they know what's going on, I, I, I don't buy it. I don't get it. I didn't live it. I mean... Uh, what, what I did, there was like three, four of us who kind of knew knew what was going on, but we didn't tell the world what it was. We might have spoken to each other. And then we didn't really know, quote, unquote, know what was going on. I know I've heard people tell me, oh, that I knew Superstar was winning. Well, you know what? I drove Superstar to Baltimore from Long Island. He lived down in Long Beach. And I drove him to Baltimore. And on the way there, he says, hey, you better have a lot of film tonight. I said, a lot of film. You're wrestling Bruno. He says, oh yeah, it'll be a good match. I said, I'm tired of you and Bruno. I've more pictures than I can ever use. <laughs> there that's, you go. That, that's how he told me that he was winning. I, you, you're gonna, Tonight's going to be different. I said, yeah, come on, Billy. <laughs> you're going to be too different. And that's, that was my knowledge driving from Long Island to Baltimore. And he wasn't trying to keep it away from me. He was trying to tell me, but I, I couldn't hear it.
2: <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Were you in shock that night? Like, did you drop your camera? No,
1: I, I was more in shock that, it, with like the rest of the the rest of the crowd, they just like it was like a hush. Nobody knew what 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 went on. I think he had, if I remember correctly, Billy had his foot on the ropes or he pinned them. Usually, what happens when something like that is a uh, the referee then recalls it or the or the announcer would say duh. Due to uh, some technicality, Bruno uh, – I'm sorry, Bruno. Bruno was still the champion. Right. You know, like they would make some kind of announcement if something went on. But he, he calls me and says, we got to get out of here. So as soon as the match was over, I had to run to the back. He didn't take a shower. He didn't do anything. He put his clothes on. We drove right back to New York. Wow. And so the I'm next day Fowler, was his birthday, I'm
2: glad Fowler brought up the whole social media thing, right, because – Mm-hmm. Again, like we told you at the beginning of the show, we're just fans right that have a show yeah, yeah. We, we don't know who's real, who's fake, you know, yeah, so we run across a lot of different people and they have all these stories, like clearly everybody knows who you are, like you know whether you want to call yourself an icon that's up for debate, we're calling you icon because you are, but <laughs> thank you, but true there's other people that make statements, so it's like you again, you don't know who's gazey. So I'm going to throw a name at you and tell me if you know anything about this guy and help us out and maybe if you have a, a story about him. Can I
1: plead the fifth on some?
2: You can plead the if, fifth on all you want. If you want,
1: that's <laughs> well,
2: fine. I'm just going to give you one name because I hear this guy's name and I don't know what he's about and I, I need someone clarity. So we we had John in and John Arizzi we call him like the godfather of events and clearly he did such a good job. But there's another guy that comes up every so often and I need someone of your expertise to help me with this. Dr. Mike
0: Leno,
1: John Orizzi's friend.
2: Oh, I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, stop! wait a minute. That's what he's famous for? Never mind. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, George. We got what we needed. Do you know Dr. Mike Leno?
1: <laughs> of course. Is he the real deal? I haven't, I haven't seen him in a couple years. Does so he call I, you in the middle I, of the night? But he was around... He was around a long time. Okay. But as far as... Um, Traveling, he, might, he went to Japan early on a couple of times.
0: Couple of but times, as
1: far as like traveling through okay. the different territories and and knowing a lot of people, he really didn't. Right. But okay. he he knows a lot of wrestling. A lot of times, just being around it, you learn through osmosis. Right. But right. I don't think he has any firsthand knowledge of anything special you through all those years.
2: Well, the reason I bring him up, because he's always touting himself as a great photographer whenever I hear him on, like, you know, some smaller podcasts. And I'm like, huh? who is this guy? And I've never heard of him. And I thought, you know what? Let's go to the icon yeah. photographer, and if he knows the other photographer. Yeah,
0: he knows him as John Rizzi's friend. <laughs> I'm sorry. You complete the fifth, George. Go ahead. <laughs> it's, uh, it's fine.
1: It's fine. He's, uh, he's, uh, he's been around a long time. Okay, he's been around a long time, yeah. and
0: uh, so have I. Oh, right, a, I'll ask you one last is question. As far
1: about as what he knows, I, I really can't attest to what he really knows. Did he, did, he oh, fix,
2: okay. did he fix wrestlers' teeth for free in order to get photos and, and sell them?
1: He, he may have done that on occasion. Something, something he would do. <laughs>
0: Smile. Thank you, George. I love you. I forever love George you. George <laughs> great- George, i got to ask you this, though. How hard are you on yourself when it comes to your art? Did you ever, like, watch a match? And I'm sh- many times, obviously, you've gotten great shots. But did you ever say to yourself after the match, damn it, I missed that shot? Does that happen to Every you? Every once
1: in a while. Okay. Yeah, I, I do. I, I missed it. Uh, MLW. Enzo. En- Enzo. And he's endlessly talking, endlessly talking. And, uh... My back is hurting, and it never dies. So I go to the back after taking 10 minutes of Enzo talking on a mic. <laughs> and in uh, the match at MLW, they do a thing where it's the 1-2-3 kid against Razor Ramon. All of a sudden, the guy he's wrestling ooh, pins him in, in in minutes, seconds. Seconds. And I was <laughs> I was not there, and I felt, ah, oh, I missed the shot. <laughs> okay. That was just last week. I mean, okay. Two weeks ago, wow. I yeah. missed it.
0: You have any shots that haunt you like you know like damn it that, no that, okay that's good that's good
1: not, not, most of, most because in, i i always would do if i did a story magazine i'm doing a story i knew i needed seven to ten photos to capture the story okay seven photos would give me the story ten if i'm going to do four pages but as long as i got them standing in a ring a, a genuine a, a headshot, whatever, and then w- once I once I have an idea that I got my basic pictures, then I'll just go, just take it easy, or I'll go and try to get all kinds of crazy stuff.
0: So let me ask you, you obviously mentioned mm-hmm. the great Grand Wizard. Uh, what yes. was your relationship like with the other managers from that awesome time period, Freddie okay. Blassie, Lou Albano? I see uh, Sir Oliver, Oliver Humperdinck Dink. is in that, in that picture, too.
1: Yeah. Okay. During the, uh, the, the, the highlight era in the 70s, Madison Square Garden, I mentioned earlier, was every week. Well, I'm sorry, not every week, every month. Every right. month. One, every, every, actually, every three to five weeks, depending <laughs> on what the date they can get. Right. And at the Garden, I would drive Grand Wizard, Fred Blassie, Lou Albano, and whoever was in the main event to Madison Square Garden. I would pick them up at the hotel, and I would drive them every month to the to the garden. As soon as Lou Albano got in the car, he was on, cursing at people, yelling, screaming, going <laughs> insane. My car used to get rocked and shook and shaked. And he, really? he'd bang on the side door and curse at the people. He was on. So... I was very friendly with all of them. And I would take all three to the uh, to the garden every month. Besides taking them wherever else I would take them if they needed. I was really close with Fred Blassie, too. And Freddie was getting up in age, and he couldn't get around as much. And then I would have a friend sometimes drive him if, if, it was, if he needed a ride. Mm. George. And Lou Albano was just as crazy as... As you saw him, that was Lou Albano. That was that Lou, was huh?
0: Lou that was Lou. He was on.
1: He was on from the moment he, he, he the moment he woke up. He was on. He lived, he the, he I, lived he the gimmick. Lou, yeah, and he says, uh, "I'm Captain Lou Albano, Captain. I was the captain of my football team. No one could take that name away from me, and that was Captain Lou Albano."
2: That was Captain Lou. So. We're talking about behind-the-curtain stuff. As you know, there's that show, Dark Side of the Ring, that comes on yes. every year. What are your thoughts about that? And I'm going to name a few episodes. Just give me your feedback. I know you're a huge Ric Flair guy. How did you feel about the Plane Ride from Hell?
1: Okay. <laughs> I think what Tommy Dreamer said and and got chastised for was the real answer. It was Rick being Rick. They, they've seen it before. It wasn't a new act. Rick was always Rick all the time. He would uh, he would try to, uh, for lack of a better word, show off, whatever. Just Rick being Rick. I know Tommy Dream has said that. And uh, he lost his position on on, on the busted open and, and, and the impact for a little bit. But uh, they shouldn't have done what they did. But that's what, what that's how it was at that time. I mean, look, Rick would go on TV and say, tonight, woo, tonight, the Marriott. And that was it. And, <laughs> right. And the place would be mobbed. Yep. And people knew what they were there for. Let's it's too bad it at that.
2: It's too bad you were married. You could have went to the Marriott, too.
1: Which, well, you I, please?
0: I, sh- <laughs>
2: <laughs> there you hey, go. Boy, Smart it's a good man. thing there
0: was nobody taking photographs, huh, aren't right, you? <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's a little snooker Nancy Argentina. Oh boy. Oh, oh. oh boy. Okay. Oh boy. I
1: was I was in I was in Allentown that night into the next day when it happened. Hmm. I knew her, she was a friend of Johnny Rod. Johnny Rod's girlfriend, later wife was her good friend, Okay. and she introduced him to Snooker. She introduced Johnny Rods' ex, not ex, Johnny Rods' wife
0: mm-hmm.
1: was friends with Nancy, and she introduced Nancy to Snooker.
0: Right.
1: What went on behind closed doors, I didn't know. I used to come to all the local matches in Brooklyn and Long Island and Queens and Staten Island just because they were around, I mean, what am I going to say? It, it, that's, it happened. Right. And it shouldn't have happened, but it happened. Right. But I'm sure there were others. And now, if you're a baseball player and you do something, you can lose your career or get 80 games <laughs> suspended or what happens.
2: All right. The last one Chris Benoit and Nancy.
1: Chris Benoit and Nancy. Okay. Do you want to you want the go back story, or you just want to? We want whatever me, you give got me the to whole offer. Thing
2: you got whatever you got to offer. Okay. Give me anything you got, well, on Kevin Sullivan, my friend.
1: <laughs> Kevin, I knew Kevin seventy four maybe first started. Kevin was, and to this day, is one of my best friends in the business. Kevin's awesome. So let's just say that. Yep. Uh, it was 80, 80 something or whatever. See, I, to me. Every, everything is squashed. Everything is compressed. I don't know what date. I don't know what match. I can't tell you who was on this WrestleMania. I mean, as I said earlier, I watch everything through the circle. So everything is one big mishmash. So in the in the 80s, at some point, for my Wrestling All-Star magazine, uh, we had Billy Jack Haynes, world's sexiest wrestler. And I posed Billy Jack Haynes in Florida, in Orlando, and I had a girl on this arm and a girl on that arm. And uh, one of the girls went on to marry Slash of Guns N' Roses. And the other girl was Nancy. Kevin Sullivan is in the dressing room where I was, watching me this whole time. And he says, where'd you get that girl from? I says, she sells programs outside. He says, what? I says, yes, yeah, she sells the programs. He says, how do you know her? I says, how, how don't you know her? So I took the pictures and then I introduced Kevin to Nancy. And what happens is Kevin tells her, I want to make you my, one of my, one of my people, I want to make you my fallen angel. And Nancy said, no, I don't want to, I have nothing to do with that. I'm married. So eventually Kevin, every week, and it was weekly, he would go to Orlando and would, every time we would be there, he would see her and say, why why don't you come, come. I need you to be my, uh, my fallen angel. Nancy would say no. And then eventually, a couple months later, she drove to Tampa, where they were having TV, found Kevin and said, I'm here. What are you going to do? I want you to you can, uh, I wanna be I wanna be fallen angel. Well, Kevin had to go to, to Eddie Graham and then Mike Graham and explain to him what he wanted to do. And that's how she became the fallen angel. Mm-hmm. That's part one of the story. And then later, she then gets married with Kevin, And then Kevin is the booker, as you probably know. He's the booker with WCW and books the match with Chris Benoit and the winner would get Nancy. Nancy would go to wherever the winner is. So Kevin lost the match and so Chris Benoit now has control of Nancy. And Kevin, to make it look real, booked Nancy in the hotel where Benoit was and we'd be in another hotel. Well, things just happen and Chris Benoit got together with Nancy, without Kevin. And uh, then she divorced Kevin, married Chris, and that's how they got together. And whatever happened was a un- very, very unfortunate. I think Chris snapped, steroids snapped and went crazy. And people were blaming Kevin, there was an undercurrent of blame to Ke- saying that Kevin was the one who did it, you know, for what happened? But he wasn't the one who did for any reason. And whatever happened, I don't know what happened. But I know what happened, as everyone else does. But I had pictures of Kevin and uh, I'm sorry, Chris and uh, Chris and uh, Nancy it was on the news, on the post, the news, the what have you. Pictures of them, because I had them. I don't know if that answers your question, but uh, no,
2: it, it does. Nope, that does. does. All right, so, George, we're almost out of time. We're going to hit you with something mm-hmm. called the Pharaoh's final question. Oh, no. Where Jimmy okay. Farrow, oh, unscripted, no. yep. comes up with any type of it's, you know, question. It's a ridiculous question. he people if they like stop boxers or briefs, boxers ketchup, or briefs ketchup or mustard, capsules, whatever it's c- going to be. So have at it, Jimmy.
0: You know, what's funny. I usually ask a serious question, but since you did it, th- I'm going to do it this one time. And and bear with me, George. Uh, you're the teacher, and I want you to grade this student as a photographer. Felix Unger, pass or fail? Pass. He passes. He tried Felix hard. Unger. Wow. Interesting.
1: He okay. T- he tried hard. He worked hard. He wanted to get that image, and uh, and I always I always re- remember one of the openings, where they open the door, and he's he's developing with the negative, and it spoiled all the fishes and it reminds me of a couple times I was developing photos, and and the door opens, and. All the pictures that I took, destroyed.
0: Oscar, 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 <laughs> excellent. He's passing, the great Tony Randall. Nice. All right,
2: George. Nice. The Mount,
0: the Mount Rushmore, the Rushmore of
2: what? Of photographers. Bro, not photographers. <laughs> what? What? him. Your him, Mount and him. Rushmore of yeah. professional wrestling. Ooh, please.
0: give us four of your.
2: The, oh, that's, a hard, Mount. that's
0: It could know, be Orera, whatever, uh, whatever you feel belongs up there.
1: I, I I've I've gone I've done this a few times, several times. In, oh. in fact. I think first of all, Andre the Giant. Okay. Andre Sure. He's known as, as the wrestler. Andre everybody knows Andre just from being Andre. I think Andre, I have to say Bruno San Martino. And again, you're gonna depending on your age, the Mount Rushmore changes. I think the Rock belongs on there. Hmm. Maybe maybe not as high, but he, for what he did in the 90s. And then H- Hulk Hogan.
0: Okay. Okay. He said Hulk Hogan, so we're good. I know H- I'm people. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's – as long as you said Hogan, yeah. that's okay. Yeah, we're good. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah.
1: Of course. I mean, I don't think at this point he gets the credit he deserves. I mean, he did what he did. And everything is built off of Hulk Hogan. Okay. Seriously yeah he 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 promulgated it he carried it forward and he made it very popular and to this day the people don't like for some reason he doesn't have that that anymore that he had
0: right he should yeah well he does to those who remember him as great as he was during the day it's these independent marks today that want to see a cartwheel fest they pick on a guy like hulk hogan he doesn't do enough yeah. uh, athletically he's just a showman isn't that half of the uh, trick
1: I, I i know see we we're running out of time but that you just made me think of something i remember seeing mill masqueris and masqueris against superstar graham in the garden was great Ooh. Mascaris was probably one of my favorites i mean he was so colorful and so good but to today's standards Mascaris does nothing right right <laughs> he, but if it wasn't for what little that Mascaris did and it was a lot at that time. Sure. You wouldn't get Rey Mysterio and all these others doing what they do. Sure.
0: I think it even begins with uh, Antonino Rocca, quite honestly. Well, for, so. sure. for sure. For sure.
1: Antonino Rocca. Georgia, Rick
0: Allen, Sonny Beach says hello. Ah, He's Sonny. a friend of the
2: show. Please.
1: That's my good man. There we go. Sonny. He's one of the great I, I, guys.
2: Right, we want to thank I, you, I, George, I, for coming funny. on, and thank you so much. Uh, thank you for taking the time. It's our honor. And uh,
1: I hope I answered your questions. Uh, you were fantastic. <laughs> you were fantastic. Absolutely.
0: It's been an
2: honor. Thank you. Anything you want to say to the fans before you cut out?
1: Well, uh, just keep on following it. and I've enjoyed uh, professional wrestling over 50 years, even longer than that from when I was a kid, and it's just something that I enjoy. Just keep on watching and don't worry, don't worry about what somebody else thinks about somebody. If you have your favorite, that's your favorite. Is
2: it okay to cry for a professional wrestler? Say no.
1: I'm sure there have been.
2: <laughs> <laughs> George, thank you again, and uh, what an honor was to have you on our show. Thank you so Anytime. much. Anytime,
1: thank you.
0: All right, thank you, George. Take care.
1: Bye now.
2: The great George Napolitano, my friend.
0: Damn. That was awesome.
2: And here we go from a legend in the pro wrestling world.
0: To a future.
1: Legend. To
2: a future possible legend in the pro wrestling we world. Go. So, this is our first time, Farrow, actually really working with an independent on the couch across. So, there we this go. is also an honor for us. Yeah. So, there for the fans who may Thanks, not bro. know who you are, tell them who you are and where you came from in professional wrestling. Um, I just go by Ting.
0: Ting. Um,
3: I, uh, well, I was training in Syracuse, uh, and I've wrestled around the area, uh, Utica, around upstate. Oh um, yeah, it's just cool because uh, um, I came, I came here when I was young, uh, when I was uh, eleven.
0: You're from China? Yeah, I came from China. The age of eleven, you came here? Yeah. Okay.
3: And I never heard of professional wrestling until um, I just happened to watch it. Like it was right before uh, WrestleMania 29, I believe. Okay. Uh, it was the Cena versus Rock.
0: Cena versus uh, Rock.
3: It was it was that match, yeah. My uncle just happened to play at, like beat prior like a show before.
0: And you were drawn to this match.
3: Yeah, yeah. Um, it was a little after. Uh, at first, it was funny because uh, I watched uh, Ray Mysterio wrestle. Okay. At first, and Chris Jericho for some reason he was he was yeah for a lot was, of reasons. Yeah, it was a weird uh, weird combo. It was like a tag match. Mm-hmm. But um, I just instantly drawn to him like, oh, this is really cool. And um, even though my uncle tried, it's like, oh, this is you know like uh it's it's real and all this stuff and i was talking about it i was like oh okay i can it, it's just really cool to me because it's almost like uh it's like an art how i see it of course and uh um and it's even cooler ting do
2: cool. me a favor get a little closer to the mic the fans want to hear you yeah. thank you is that is that good yeah but feel comfortable just okay. you know yeah
0: go ahead you can promo out on us it's all right to raise <laughs> your voice brother
2: <laughs> anyway <laughs> go ahead um
3: but yeah I because I started training for wrestling, uh, some of my family members in China actually started to, like, get into wrestling. Mm-hmm. And it's just cool to see that because uh, it's so new over there. Like, some, most people have never heard it. Right. Um, and just the products is different, I would say, because I had to go back and watch some of the older products uh, to, to see how it changed over time.
0: Respectfully, um, I have to ask this, though. Is this like a government thing that you were not aware of wrestling? Because Japan is right there, I, and Japan loves wrestling. So was this like something that the government didn't really want the, pop, the, the populace to be watching or something? From, you know, I,
3: I, I don't know how valid this answer is, but okay. from what I, I've i heard, um, the reason why wrestling is such a, like, banned thing almost in okay. China, it, it's getting better because uh, they apparently the – um, they have this perspective of wrestling, how they're still in the Attitude Era. Oh. They still think there's a lot of, like... Puppies? Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. That yeah, and uh, a lot uh, of cursing, a lot right. of, like... Right, Like, things they don't want to show on TV. Sure. But um, I think recent, because of how WWE have changed over the years, um, they have been... Uh, they, they're, they're more open with that now. Mm-hmm. So, like, you can actually um, stream it. Mm-hmm. You can actually watch the pay-per-views in China
2: now. Ting, Maria Davis out there wants to know, who's your favorite wrestler?
3: My, ah, uh, it's it's so hard. Uh, I would have to say probably, like, Jeff Hardy.
0: Jeff Hardy. Who yeah. are you patterning yourself after, your style? Is it a, is it a Jeff Hardy style? What, um, what kind of style are you shooting for? I, um. Well,
2: better yet, to enhance that question a little sure, bit. Fans want to come watch you wrestle. What kind of match are they going to see? There you go.
3: I would say, um, I focus on a little bit of everything I want, um. A lot of people might know me as like a more of a high flying style. People right. have seen me wrestle, but I want to uh, be more of a um, add more to my wrestling style and be more of a, like a all all around. Mm-hmm. Um, like I would say, I kind of uh, study a lot of AJ Styles tape. Um, He's great. And uh, a recent one of the recent wrestlers like Seth Rollins.
0: He's great. Yeah, um, they're great.
3: But if it comes to my favorite, I think it has to be Jeff. Um, just because those um, those so, uh, um, dives off the ladders mm-hmm. really got me,
2: mm-hmm. really hooked me to wrestling. So Tink, we come from, you know, we're talking to George, who's a little older than us, but we come from an age where pro wrestlers are big, big guys, right? And yeah. as, as, wrestling has changed, right? The wrestlers in a lot of cases have become smaller, mm-hmm. um, what are your feelings about that? Uh, being a younger wrestling fan, do you feel that wrestling's more like a show now, and it doesn't—you don't have to be that way, or do you feel at some point, if you want to make it in your career, you're going to have to start hitting the gas? See that I feel like,
3: to a certain extent, you need to have leg- legitimacy, and, um, um like I—I I feel like uh, naturally depends on how. How big we're talking about because uh, overall people have like the, the locker rooms I've been in uh, seems to tend to be on the s- smaller side mm-hmm. compared to what my trainer have told me that it sounds like people everyone was just tall. But um, I feel like a certain point um, it's really based on what you got going. I, I think if you're a really skilled wrestler and you have other things like going for you, maybe um, not. But I, I can I, I can see some people would think that's like a like a good uh, choice to do.
0: Well, a 200 pounder can play 250 if he's got the right extra attributes going on with his charisma, his style, whatever yeah. it may be. You don't have to be 250, yeah. but you could play 250. Yeah, that's, that's true. true. Yeah. That's true.
2: Do you want to make professional wrestling your career? Um, I would like to. Yeah, um, it's something I always I instantly fell in love with. I definitely want to see uh, how far I can go with this. So, again, I, we haven't been around indie wrestling in a while, mm. and really since we've been doing the show. Sure, sure. Uh, when you get booked on a show, walk the fans through how it is to be an independent wrestler now, trying to get yourself booked on shows, and, you know, are you doing stuff for free? Like, how, how does this whole thing work? It's... Um...
3: The whole the whole process of dealing um, talking to promoters is really interesting and uh, it can get kind of complicated at times. I bet. Um, I bet. Yeah, I had to learn to like deal with. Uh, I I got really lucky. My uh, the school that I came from, uh, we had some uh, experienced wrestlers that really guided me. Uh, Mike Skyros uh, is one of them.
0: You told me off the air that some of them were linked back to Killer Kowalski. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, That's good.
3: Our school uh, is called thing. Institute of Professional Wrestling, and uh, mm-hmm. my trainer actually trained with Kowalski. Right. right. Um And we we actually it, it's fun because we learn a lot of Kowalski stuff in uh, during our trainings. But um, back to the the question. Um, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, could you? Well, take us through. About, like, like take us you know, what, trying to get yourself okay. booked on a show. That type yeah. of thing. Right. Um. I mean. There's, depends on where you work at. I feel like there are promotions out there. You kind of just, you just have to show up um, and you might get a spot
2: on like a uh, battle royale or some okay. kind of spot. On so, the match. for example, you see an independent show, you're like, okay, I'm getting out of school at this time. I'm going to go to that show and hopefully the promoters say, and you just bring your gear and you just say, hey, I'm here if you need me? Well, you need, um,
3: most of the time, you would need have to like prove that you have trained somewhere at least, have right. some kind of training
2: to, uh, okay. to your background.
3: Uh, but if you want to get booked into like one of the Well, well slow
2: down for a second. How, I'm a promoter. How do you prove to me that you've got training? Um for me I Is there I... a card? They give you some kind of
0: passport. <laughs> I heard, I heard yeah, you got like a diploma from you. the wrestling institute. I'm just curious I'm curious. <laughs> yeah, I... like
2: what are they giving you?
3: Um I mean I tell them that I trained at the school. Um Right. And they know the they know my trainers. They recognize names. If yeah. you mention
0: these names, they know that you couldn't probably just make this up out of a oh okay. yeah or could you yeah you could if, you you're, could. if you're if you're Good. from the if you're from the boondocks and i'm could. a
2: promoter and some dude comes in and says hey i'm willing to work for free and i'm like oh fuck right. it yeah
0: come on in let's right. do it
2: that, that that happens a lot of times and
1: sometimes <laughs> you don't
2: I,
3: it, it's it's weird um Ugh. i did happen um the couple the first couple times i got on shows i was traveling with my uh uh, uh people that I've trained at my school that have been there for for a while so, they were already legitimate. Uh, they've been wrestling the um, promotion for a while. So, uh, they kind of gave them more. Oh, he's been training. He's pretty decent. Give him a shot. Uh, but, yeah. I mean, the ones that um, don't... Like, it'd be very difficult if you don't... Uh, if you're not from a school that's well-known or have someone that can bring you in into the uh, industry. Um, but, yeah. I mean, if you just stay or stick around a lot, especially at one promotion, and you do your... Uh, Pay your dues, kind of. Um, the rain crew and stuff like that. Maybe you never know. You know, like they. I was always told bring bring your bring your stuff. You never know what what kind of opportunities you right. can get. Right,
0: right. But you have set up the ring. You do things like that. Oh, I have. Yeah. Good, nice. You got it. You got to pay your dues. Right, one so way we're going to gonna you
2: test out. your knowledge now. You got a lot of people uh, watching. Test his knowledge. Yeah, no, because uh, you got it because this. He knew
0: how to get here from all, four with hours all, away. With I all mean, due
2: respect, here's uh, the deal. Okay. I'm not an I'm not an indie guy. Uh, right. You know I like my wrestlers big and strong. He loves right? them big and
0: strong. I like right. this
2: guy here, though. I do. I wouldn't Thank bring you. him on the show. I just told the fans. <laughs> I wouldn't bring him. I like there you him. Here you go. But, you know what? You come he on the show. He me back
0: there. It hurt like,
2: like you a co- bitch. You come on the show. You're going to get challenged. The wrestlers get challenged, you're going to get challenged. That's true. We so challenge. you're, it's on the line. you got fans watching you. There's got to show this kind of respect for okay. the sport. So we're going to ask you a few things. Oh, no. You get it wrong. Hold
0: on to your hi-hat. You, can, you might
2: have some problems. But anyway. <laughs> what? Um, good luck. What do you got? Who was the first WWF what? champion in the history of the WWF?
0: You know – I that's mean, not fair to do to him. It sure I, is. I don't it think sure it's fair. is. At all, is. Even oh. though I know the answer, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Who is the first WWE, WWW <laughs> WWF champion? <laughs> all right.
2: So we're gonna give you a pass. You missed that. We're not gonna give no, you the no, answer. No, no. Let's
0: at least give him a clue. No, he
2: has to. He has to look. He has to. You have to know your history. Independent wrestler, man. You have to know but, your. But
0: history. But you asked him a WWF. Ask him an independent question. Go ahead. Hold on. (laughs) I'm trying to help you here, Tig. I'm trying. I'll make it a little easier. Go ahead. Okay? Who was the second? First (laughs) of all,
2: much respect. Asian-American. Yeah. Pro wrestling. Must be very hard, right? There's not a lot of you, Mm -hmm. and that's a lot of respect to you. This is true. So I'll say this. Who is the first African-American tag team? Champions a little more recent. History. How, the,
0: mm. how the hell? I it?
2: uh, this is just wait. You said fair. recent, or are you talking about well, it's the pretty recent recent, recent. history? Uh, it's in the 80s,
0: it's in the 1980s. There's a clue for you, uh. they were, and they were African American. There's not a clue. That's a pretty by the way. Clue.
2: Jason Moaning says Buddy Rogers yeah. is the first WWE champion, but, and but that but, way but, wait, would be but, correct.
0: Yeah. He would be know. correct. Bingo!
2: Very good, Bingo. Jason.
0: No, that's Buddy a,
2: Rogers. Mm-hmm. I was trying to trick you because I thought you'd say Bruno Sammartino. I was. I was like, no, nah, that's not it. It is Buddy Rogers. Yeah. So. And,
0: and how long did it take him to defeat him? All right, Bruno. Go ahead. Answer that one. Um, Twenty-nine that's, seconds. Forty-eight. Right? But all right, it's sorry, okay. No, all right. You're Forty-eight. <laughs> <laughs> Okay,
2: ask, ask our young rook here what? a question. What give him I something easier. Give him a better softball, more recent. Give him a Hardy Boys question.
0: Give I said a, Jeff Hardy was has, his give favorite. Give him a Hardy Boys question? Hardy I don't have, question. have Hardy Boys oh. trivia. Rick, you're correct. Which I'm Hardy boy drank too much and showed up at the pay-per-view? Which one, Matt or Jeff?
3: Wow. Oh, which pay-per-view?
0: <laughs> Wait, what are you talking about? Shit, talking Jeff about? got... Bloated at multiple punches.
2: Oh
3: Don't you, you
0: remember when Jeff Hardy oh, yeah, got yeah, completely crocked and Sting was here. like, "What the fuck is going on oh, here?" Oh yeah, I, oh, okay. I, I, I will tell like you. That. All the fans know that
2: Tony Atlas and Rocky
0: Johnson were the first African right, American. Right, right, right. But tell, you
2: ask a guy, he didn't recently,
0: get here till okay. the age of eleven, right. and you want to freaking <laughs> bother him about something that happened in nineteen sixty-three? Go easy on this. Give him something in the 2000s. Give him something in the two thousands. Okay, okay, Okay. who was the first ever undisputed world heavyweight champion to combine all the belts in one night, Mm -hmm. and who was it, and who did he defeat that night? Just give him who No, 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 I want the whole thing. thing. Who was it that unified all the titles to become the first undisputed (sighs) world champion, and who did he defeat that night? There were two guys he defeated because it was a three-way match. I'll help you a little more. WWE and WCW titles were unified that night.
3: Oh, you talking about this is?
0: Uh, this is from the two thousands. So I'm giving you something in the last twenty years, um, and don't you ever mess this up,
3: Matthew. You're correct, but what, I can't say what, what I was you said thinking because, because I thought you were talking about answer. when Brock uh, unified the the recent title. No, nope, that's recent. One
0: that wasn't the first time this happened, though.
2: All right. Chris Jericho. When he beat...
3: Chris um, Jericho was
0: what the beat? first one. What he beat? There were two fight. guys he... And uh... Oh, man. This poor kid. You're killing him. This oh, no.
3: When he beat Stone Cold and Rock. There you Same go. He got it. Ding,
2: ding, 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 He
3: got it. He got it. All right, here's
0: another softball. Here's a softball.
2: fish. What is What was the first time two wrestlers main-evented a WrestleMania back-to-back?
3: The first time? It has... If I have to guess, I'm guessing it's Rock and Austin.
0: Halfway. It's halfway. It's halfway. It's what caused you to get, invo- to get involved in wrestling. That's it's what it, caused you.
2: It's what. It's Cena, what Cena and. Uh, Sin, Sin Circuit says, You got this, Tank.
0: It's here. Yeah, Cena, Cena and The Rock. Yeah, yeah. There you, you go, brother. Yeah, they fought back to back. Back, back to back. People were mad oh, about it. Yeah, back oh, to thought, back.
3: Uh, I thought yeah. you meant like the first to do, to, to have a, a match, like a uh, rematch. Yeah, no, back, had
0: Who's back had it says back half
2: credit? I agree. You only get half credit. This is very rough, guys. I'm sorry.
0: I think this is absolutely unfair. But, Ting, seriously.
2: Yeah. Very impressed by you. Talk to you on the phone. Someone goes to India, right? Times are tough. Don't have a ton of money. They pay that money to go watch you wrestle. Tell them what they're going to see from bell to bell from you.
3: Um, it's really uh, when I gain that ring. Um, I just want to put on the best show, and I want to be better each time. I always work on my craft and um, try to bring. I try to bring add something new to my match each time. So, um. um you you'll see something new from me every time I, I say I want to add something to, it might I I have messed stuff up at, at first but I've been getting better at it and uh, it's just you'll you'll get everything out of me.
0: You prefer um, being a, a heel or a face? What have you been so far? <sighs>
3: The thing is, um. Because I want I'll to turn promo- you into a heel, I, I, quite honestly. I, I would love to play a heel. Yeah, but I think we need to. Most people, uh, most of the promoters like me as a baby face. That's because
0: you're coming in clean shaven. We got to do something with your mug. <laughs> no, I'm going to make you evil. That's why we should make them evil, don't you think? Hey, We're
3: like a goat. The, the one time I was, uh, I played a heel, I, I loved it. I thought right. it was
0: great. Yeah, there you go.
2: Where can people see you now?
3: Uh, you can see me at, um, uh, New York Championship Wrestling.
2: Nice. Uh, nice.
3: Immortal Ch- Championship Wrestling. Mm hmm. And uh, Flower City is in uh, Rochester. Mm-hmm. Uh, those uh, most of those are, uh, pr- I think, all of them are on uh, YouTube. You can find them.
0: Right. Um right. Oh, there's I, plenty of wrestling. Uh, up do state. you ever come down Definitely. to
2: the island at all? Or are you ever in Queens?
3: Yeah, uh, actually, uh, not not in Long, uh, Long Island, but I did wrestle. My first match actually was in uh, Rhode Island. Okay. I was in XWA.
0: hmm
3: Uh, and I don't know if you guys uh heard of him. I wrestled uh, Richard Holiday. Okay. Uh. That was my first match. But. How'd it go?
2: Uh, it, it was fast.
0: So. Were you nervous as shit? Circuit, you must have been.
2: Sin Circuit <laughs> wants us to tell you you're doing great. You are doing great. Thank you. Appreciate that. So, But one problem, we do have a wrestling friend out there by the name of Andrew Anderson. He's okay. seen he's seen you wrestle. Okay. And he really can't commit to tell whether you're good or bad. But that's Andrew. He can't mm. make a decision. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. It's he's from he's from, <laughs> Swiss, he's from Switzerland. <laughs> so He plays it right down the middle.
2: So... so how much longer do you have
3: in school? Um, I'm currently a sophomore, so I have two more years. But uh, my plans are going longer with uh, more uh, with, with more school. But uh, we'll see how it goes, I guess. Um, wrestling still is, is something I would like to do. So when
2: you graduate, is it, are you going to go all out wrestling? Are you going to try to follow this dream? Are you going to go, okay, I'm going to graduate and just see if this works out?
3: Uh, yeah, my, my plan is still, like, I, I will always have, like, a plan B, just just in case. That's smart. But, uh, I would like to see, especially in the next two years before I graduate, uh, mm-hmm. what I can do, um, and if I can go somewhere with this.
0: What's your take when you see Ring of Honor purchased by AEW, where you're almost like, damn it, because I know you want to get to that next level. Yeah. And that next level is like a Ring of Honor or, or you know, one of right. those companies that take you closer to Vince McMahon and such. Right. You know, uh, what's your thoughts on, uh aew like purchasing ring of honor is that like one less option for you or or are you thinking like you know how do i get to the doors of tna i mean Mm -hmm. is that in your in your plan to like try to like knock on doors till your knuckles bleed because sometimes you got to do shit like that
3: yeah yeah um i feel like uh at some point i would have i would want i would want to do that but at first i want to just uh improve on what i have uh now i mean i'm still young and there's certain matches I I would still like to learn in the ring um, mm-hmm. and wrestle more in front mm-hmm. of audience, uh, but I think it's not necessarily a bad thing in my opinion that, that the purchase mm-hmm. because I feel like it kind of creates um, more uh, competition in the in the business mm-hmm. and um, there's I feel like if. If you are good, if you're truly good at what you do, It'll someone through. someone will notice this yeah. and
2: it will show. Oh, well, right. A good point is Maria Davis says you're cute, so that's a first Dude, step right Maybe there. you should
0: leave the clean, shaven <laughs> clean yeah. and shaven face. Maybe we'll just keep him as your baby face then. What do you think, Maria? Hey, I can't grow Why facial in? hair, man. You can't grow <laughs> facial hair? <laughs> <laughs> Get a magic man. marker. It Somebody in the room. Like I tried. Phil <laughs> says,
2: says match of the week. Ting versus Ming.
0: Ting versus Bro. Ming? <laughs> Bro. Yo, get him, some, get him some gas, like right now, if you're going to deal with me. Right, take Tim, why you hang in
2: there? We want to announce the upcoming guest uh, right. next week. We have Greg the Hammer Valentine in studio wow. with Tito Santana oh my God. on that couch. Together, together. Former feuding rivals for the Intercontinental yeah, title. Yeah, they didn't like each for other. for the first time. I think they did it one time before, but I can't even confirm that. Right. So we may be the first time, right? Right,
0: right. and. Awesome. Uh, just awesome.
2: Then the following Friday, mm-hmm. I think, right. we have we got? the great Coco Beware in studio. Okay. What do you know about Coco Beware, Tang? Uh not much. Not much. But
3: but I was just gonna say, Tino Santana, I uh he was at one of the shows. I was at. Uh, I didn't get to meet him, but um, I heard a lot of great things about him.
2: Fantastic.
3: Yeah. Man, were
0: yeah. you aware of what who he was? Oh yeah, yeah. Of okay. Course. I, was, I, was so, yeah. I bet the whole locker room was like. We got. We got
2: Tommy Wildfire Rich. Former NWA World Champion.
0: Former NWA
2: Five days as champion was hot as a. Couldn't get hotter. Mm-hmm. in the world of pro wrestling for that time.
0: I'll tell you, though, that's the beauty of it, though. He was champion for five days. He's a legend. All right, now you got to be careful as this because I'm
2: about to make an announcement. If you yeah. say you don't know who this guy is, we're going to have to just kick you out of the King, building, just say okay? you know
0: who this guy is. All right. That's all. Yeah. It's simple. Keep We've down. got
2: the former governor of Minnesota, one half of the East-West connection, <laughs> one of the greatest sports announcers of all time. Yep. Yep. Jesse and host of The Body Shop. Jesse, the body Ventura is in studio. You got okay, it. I,
0: yeah, I it. We yes. had recognition there. There yeah. we go. All right. So this is this is a this is insane. Oh crap! This lineup is just one Hall of Famer. This, this was insane. the moment of my
2: life having you on the couch right now, oh. but that
0: trumps it. So <laughs> <Would> you, <laughs> this is so rough. He drove 4 hours to hear that. You could throw something if you want. We've been we've had shit thrown at us. It's okay, you know. Just don't come over here though because we get, we get crazy. It's just And the top
2: off tonight. What The
0: top tonight, we've got what He's half, coming to Long Island and wrestling. We have to, have to conquist- make this happen. The Conquistadors
2: what? will be on the couch.
0: Is, is Jose okay though? Don't know yet. So because know to sure, me, it's, it's a half a conquistador without Jose Estrada. A I love ha- half I half want Jose Estrada to be well and here. You have a tag team partner, right? Oh yeah. Oh wait a minute. And
2: what's the name of your tag team?
3: Um, uh, our tag team names uh, Black and Yellow. Why is it Black oh, and yeah. Yellow? Um, depends on who you ask. I mean, well, depends. I'm asking you. <laughs> uh, I'm asking a member of you the ask team. Him, maybe we'll say that we got we might have different answers, but um, I I like to wear black. Okay. Um, he wears uh, yellow. Oh, okay. He wears
2: you're gold.
0: But tonight you're wearing <laughs> black and yellow.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, I know.
3: I'm He's
0: 100%. very team so now, coordinated. I, I, I,
2: I ask, what color is your tag team partner? Oh, uh. He's, uh... He's black. Oh! oh. <laughs> Interesting. So, I get it. You wear black, he wears yellow. You call it black. That color. is... Or it could be. That, that is that hilarious. Or it I love it. could be the it. other way. I is love that what they say? I mean...
3: I, I don't know.
2: I, people ask me that Joe. all the time. I come. Well, I gotta tell you, your tag team is not quite PC, my
0: friend. <laughs> ay 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 ay. The kids love us. There you go. So what are we calling ourselves, Caucasus. Honky and Caucasian? I mean, what the fuck are we? I can't anymore. I really fucking can't. <laughs> honky, Honky, it I can't anymore. Oh, All right. My Lord. Ting, I well, want to
2: thank you for coming thank down Thank you and bless You're you fantastic. for coming down here, bro. I mean, for we ask man. you Jeez. to send the show out. Oh, remember, wow. Before you. Just to make sure. To what? Split, do you remember the name of the show?
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Of All right, cool. All right. You've been watching Hogan and Adonis. <laughs> Not until next week. Later, brother. You've been watching. Uh, Hogan don't and don't Adonis? Really, I don't really remember. <laughs> Ting, send us out, brother.
3: You've been watching uh, Monte and DiFaro? That's us. And, uh, yeah. Later, so this is the number one ranked <laughs> Long Island podcast. Yeah, podcast, but you almost in, out of time. And uh, I just heard it from what you guys said, uh, "Over 100,000 weekly viewers." Yeah, that's right. There you go, and uh, it won't even get uh, better from here.
2: And no, guess what? Mm-hmm. They're going to see you, those hundred thousand people. That's right. Now, that's uh-huh. right. Tomorrow, that's right. Day after, and forever. <laughs> but Catch Ting with his partner or by himself. I kind of want to watch Black and Yellow. It'll be oh yeah, you'd
0: be yeah, surprised. yeah, yeah. You guys got a theme song?
3: Oh yeah, of course. Black what is and it? Yellow by Wiz Khalifa. <laughs> oh, there you go. Black <laughs> and Yellow. How did I know?
0: It's perfect. I'm pretty smart. <laughs> yeah, you're pretty Smelling.
2: This is Mike Monty.
0: This is DeFaro. That's Ting. That's Ting. I oh, it... also
2: want to thank yeah, you the great George Napolitano. Oh my God,
0: that was fantastic for joining us. Yep. And until next week, folks. Later.